Sometimes, the paranormal are things we only see. A shadow, a mist, or a person that shouldn't be there. But these true stories are about when the paranormal is aggressive and even violent. Encounter in the Bedroom Karachi, Pakistan, circa 1999 Samia lived at home with her parents and after a long and busy day she went to bed to get some sleep. She was very tired and just wanted to get to sleep but she was having trouble doing that. The reason? It was because she kept hearing footsteps in her room. They sounded like footsteps on wooden floorboards and they were annoying her. Each time she'd look up from her bed, she could see nothing. Worse still, the footsteps would stop momentarily. She thought at first that maybe her younger brother was playing a trick on her. But there was literally no one in her room and nowhere for him to hide. She lay back down and soon the sound of footsteps on the wooden floor would start again. She started to grow afraid now, partly because she couldn't see what was there. What was worse was that whatever was walking in her room couldn't have made the noise of footsteps on floorboards, because the house was made of cement and tiles, and the floors were not made of wood. After this went on for some time, she began to get increasingly annoyed and afraid. Eventually the frustration and fear was just too much, and she said out loudly, Shut up! Let me get some sleep, you idiots! Immediately the noise stopped, and she was able to fall asleep. Samia fell asleep, and after a short while, she then felt like someone was hitting her foot as she lay in bed. She woke up and was still feeling sleepy and groggy. Then suddenly she felt as if someone hit the foot of her bed really hard. She recalled that it was a very loud noise and it made her jump, but she couldn't see anyone. Trying to make sense of the whole situation, she tried to get up out of bed. But when she attempted to sit up, she felt as if someone grabbed her roughly from the neck of her pyjama shirt. It picked her up and threw her hard against the wall. Samia was understandably scared beyond belief and in a lot of pain. Terrified, she started to cry. And moments later, her parents and brothers came running out of their rooms to see what the loud noise had been. There was nothing in the room, and it never happened again. Rude Awakening South Wentworthville, New South Wales, Australia, 2007 Dennis and Regina had been dating for a few months and were going to spend a night at home watching movies. Dennis had finished a night shift that morning and was too tired to go anywhere, so they decided to have dinner at home at his house and watch some DVDs. Dennis's housemate Brian had gone out for the evening and wasn't expected to be home for a few more hours. It was getting late in the night and as they were watching DVDs, Dennis fell asleep. He must not have been asleep long when Regina woke him up. Regina patted Dennis on his shoulder, and Dennis jumped awake and said, What's wrong? Regina whispered to him a bit worried, Is Brian home? 
Dennis listened, and from the main area of the house, there was a lot of noise. It was a loud stomping of somebody walking up and down the corridor, and as it stomped, the very clear sound of doors being opened and slammed shut could be heard. Dennis knew that Brian wasn't due home, and he thought maybe that an intruder had gotten into the house. The sound continued, stomping and slamming of doors. It's worth noting that the corridor we're talking about was immediately outside Dennis's bedroom door. Dennis jumped out of bed and swung his bedroom door open, ready to confront the intruder. But as soon as he opened his door, there was no longer any sound. It didn't look as if any doors had been opened, and on investigating the house, he found that it was locked up securely and there was no one else there. The Mailroom Door Portland, Oregon, USA, circa 2001 Paul worked in a high-rise building in downtown Portland during a period of flooding that had hit the city. It was a large multi-purpose building and the basement of the building was used as a morgue. The security team there worked on shifts with rotations of two people per shift. This particular evening, Paul's colleague Harry was patrolling the basement as Paul stayed in the control room to monitor the cameras. He followed Harry on camera as he worked his way through the hallways in the basement area and eventually into the mail room. As he watched Harry on the camera, he noticed that when he approached a particular door in that area, Harry jumped back away from the door as if startled. Harry froze for a second or two and then cast a quick worried look at the camera and ran as fast as he could for the elevator. Harry soon arrived at the main floor where Paul was. He trembled in fear, and he was as white as a ghost, according to Paul. Seeing him in this state, Paul tried to calm him down and asked him what was wrong. Paul spluttered out that he was just about to put the key into the door he had stopped at. But just before he did, he heard extremely loud banging on the door from the other side. Harry said he paused and looked at the thick, heavy fire door in front of him, confused. He told Paul that he didn't know what could be hitting such a heavy door with such force. Then Harry added that whatever it was on the other side of that door banged it again. This time it hit the door so hard that it caused the door to bow. What's more, Harry said that he had heard a terrifying growling noise coming from the other side. Shocked but unsure what was going on himself, Paul told him that they would both need to see what was going on downstairs. Harry flatly refused to go back down there and considered whether calling the police was an option. After calming him for a few minutes, Paul reminded Harry that it was their duty to check it out and soon managed to convince Harry that they would go down there together. This time, Paul approached the door. Cautiously, he listened for any sounds and crept up to the door. There was no sound at all. As Paul approached the door, he raised his hand with the key to unlock it. Suddenly, something hit the door violently four times. It was such a forceful, loud banging that it bowed the door even further. Then they both heard the growling. Harry started to back away in fear 
and Paul being armed managed to unlock the now bowed and bent door and quickly flicked on the lights in the room. There was absolutely nothing there. Bus Boy Nottingham, UK, circa 2000 Kelly had to go and get her son's school uniform one day. But in order to do that, she had to get to a shop in an area called Arnold, which was a bus ride away from where she lived. Kelly's friend Mel and her son accompanied her to go and get the uniform. They walked through Sherwood and got on the bus when it arrived. Then they decided to sit upstairs and sat right at the front of the bus. Kelly and Mel sat on one side of the seats, and Kelly's son sat across from them on the other seat. Going up the stairs to the top of the bus earlier, Kelly had noticed a young man sitting at the back of the bus. Other than that, there was no one else around. They were chatting away when Kelly felt that the young man had moved down to sit behind them, but they ignored him because they weren't sure what his motives were. After a short while, Kelly felt as if the young man was pushing his feet into the back of her seat to get attention. She continued to blatantly ignore him, but also felt irritated. She thought he was rude and he was just looking for trouble. After a few minutes, she felt the push again, this time a bit harder, and Kelly really started to get annoyed. After another minute or so, she felt another push from behind her. But this time the push was so hard and aggressive that the whole back of the seat pushed forwards enough to jolt both her and Mel in their seat. Now Kelly had had enough and immediately turned around to have a go at him, but there was no one there. They all looked at each other and her son immediately said that he'd seen that without her saying anything to him, but added that he hadn't seen anyone leave after doing it. On the way down and then off the bus, she looked around for the young man that had pushed her seat, but couldn't see him. If you'd like to share your own scary experience, contact us via email. Our email is in the description.